Hi, I'm Johnny Hamilton, and welcome to this episode of the Future Focus Fridays podcast series. In this episode, I'm talking with Mary Cranston, Senior Vice President, Total Rewards and Acquisition at Providence. She shares her insights and stories of her career path and what we're doing at Providence to remain competitive in today's labor market. Let's drop into our conversation and hear some of her insights into talent acquisition. Tell us about your career path. Have you had any unexpected twists or turns within your career? You know, it's interesting because um, they're never straight paths. I don't think if you talk about most people's careers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I, I started working uh, at a not-for-profit right out of college, thinking that that was going to be where I was going to head for the rest of my career. And I started working for, interestingly enough, the Washington State Head Injury Foundation. And I found out rather quickly that helping people with traumatic brain injuries was difficult for me. And I really had to take a hard look. And so I decided to quit my job and I went and found a clerical position. And the funny thing about that clerical position was that it was my entree into HR. Wow. So I started, yeah, exactly. I started working at this company called Packard, who for those that live in the Northwest, uh, they own Kenworth and Peterbilt Trucks and many other trucking companies around the world. And there was this brand new law that came out, and it was that you could take a loan on your 401k. So now I'm dating myself, but those loans were calculated by hand. And so I was hired to calculate 401k loans by hand. And because of that, I decided, hey, I'm going to learn all about ERISA because part of this is, is around ERISA. And believe it or not, at that time, I just fell in love with benefits and decided to go get my certified employee benefits specialist designation and And frankly, I never looked back. I was hooked at that point in time. Wow. You're looking at going into one thing and experiencing it and saying, this is not a fit for me. And so as you start to get into a a fortuitous something that happened and you're like, I I really like this and I'm going to start leading this and moving into this. When you first started going into HR and where you are now, what was that journey like within Providence? It's interesting because I think the things that led me to Providence, again, kind of took that little route that's not quite so straight. I didn't really even know that Providence really existed, which is pretty common back in the day, of course, because Providence was such a quiet company. Um, So I, you know, kind of went on with my HR career that I started at PACCAR. I ended up working there for about 11 years. And the beauty of that company was that they followed the rules. They did kind of everything right, if you will. And for me, being in benefits and actually being in, the, in very much a regulated field, it was fantastic. And it also gave me the opportunity because so much was changing during that time to really experience a whole bunch of different things. And by changing, I meant we had the COBRA law that came out when I was also first starting in benefits. And so I wrote a computer program to administer the COBRA benefits because there wasn't programs or outsourcers like there are today to manage that. Another new law that came out was the Family Medical Leave Act, where I had to write the policy for the organization, first one of its kind, you know, that we had to follow. So things like that just kind of kept popping up. And with that, I just ended up being able to experience this great opportunity to really learn and grow and really kind of throw myself into that passion. I also became a mom of twins during that period of time. So I really wanted to make sure that I could work to my fullest potential and also be able to be with my family as well. And so many of those things at PACCAR led me to be able to kind of take a lot of that in and also make the decisions about kind of where my career was going to go. So I spent about 11 years at PACCAR 
And then I went to this little startup company in the Northwest called Amazon.com. Oh, that little, little one. At the t- yeah, that, yeah, that I little think I've one. heard of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that really was a small startup company at the time. And they had a stock and benefits program that I was hired to take care of. And it was a mess because all things startups were a mess back then. But it was pretty awesome because I was able to take all that great experience that I had at Packard and really transform that to a company that needed an expert in these areas. So it was really great. I stayed there for about five years. My favorite thing that I did with them is took their underwater stock options and changed them into restricted stock units, which that still exists today at at Amazon. Again, just kind of following that twists and turns, I decided that I really wanted to try out consulting. So I went to work for uh, Watson Wyatt back then, now as Willis Towers Watson. And that was literally about 16 years ago. And I began, I began consulting with this company called Providence that I really knew little or nothing about prior to that. They had this big project where they needed to understand all of their benefit costs and they just had no idea. And that's kind of how I got hooked on Providence. This little company that I knew nothing about really kind of stole my heart. And I came to so respect the mission and the people that worked at Providence. And I decided, I don't know, probably about halfway through my five years in consulting that someday I was going to go work for Providence. And that's how I came here. Yeah, exactly. So kind of fun, different, interesting, and definitely not how how I thought it would turn out when I started down this path. It's amazing how many people I have heard from that they have didn't know about Providence, had heard about them, and said, someday I'm going to work for them. And whether that was months or years later, I've heard that over and over again. Yeah, something, something happens once you start to experience the people and the mission and the values, and you become dedicated. So that's how I came to Providence. When you came to Providence... Compare that to the functions that you're responsible for leading now. What drew you to your current role and functions and responsibilities? I came to Providence and worked for the Washington, Montana region and led compensation and benefits really for kind of a hot minute because shortly after I started in 2010, we decided we were becoming one HR. There was four compensation and benefits departments across the organization in each region. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be interesting. We have to figure out how to combine these four departments into one department and also bring in the system office and function as one team. So through that process, I took on the centralizing the strategy and the operations for the just system benefits. So I said, I'll go deep into benefits again and take on just that role for the entire system. And I, I actually thought at that time, that's that's probably where I would spend the rest of my career, again, because that's kind of how I grew up within that space. And it was super exciting. It was very interesting work. We continued to keep growing, of course, added Swedish, added the rest of the Cadillac and PacMed. So lots of things were happening within the portfolio. And as that growth continued to happen, I eventually took an interim role when, when one of the senior leaders left in HR to run HR operations. So that was compensation and benefits, the service center, uh, and talent acquisition at the time. And again, we kept growing and then Deb came on board. And then we finally had a chance to, to kind of look across and say, okay, what's going to make sense for the HR organization and how we're going to be structured. And it was at that time I took on the role of total rewards. And then again, as we continued to grow and again, took on talent acquisition. So 
you know, back and forth. <laughs> you never know how that path is going to go. And, you know, change is constant. And I think that, you know, being open to those kinds of opportunities and or just, you know, being able to to go with the flow, I think, is is really what has really led me to my current functions that I'm responsible for now. It's amazing. I keep hearing over and over again, everything is changing. There's a new program. There's a new law or changes in business. You know, something new needs to happen. And those opportunities are either put in front of you or you seek to find innovative solutions toward that. You're just kind of leaning into that. I like to think that part of the my personality and certainly part of how I, I'm curious about different things that I, you know, I'm willing to kind of lean in and see what's going to happen. I kind of always felt like I could do something. And if I failed, then I feel like I had the experience in the background. I would land on my feet. And so I hope that that has helped me kind of through my career, kind of take those risks to do something different and sometimes even out of my, you know, out of my lovely little space that I, that I grew up in. So. <laughs> so we're at a new inflection point now. What are we doing to remain competitive in today's market, especially when it comes to programs such as total rewards? Yeah. You know, it is, it's so interesting how the economy uh, ebbs and flows, you know, you experience a pandemic and uh, and now we're in probably the most competitive environment we've ever been in across the country, but really also just in healthcare specifically. And there's not enough people out there to do all of the roles we have today. And so two things I'm going to talk about to talent acquisition, but also just about staying competitive. One of the things that's helping us, it's being a catalyst for us to be more competitive is actually the implementation of Genesis, which normally isn't the case. But for us, we are taking about the last 20 years of, of legacy structures on the compensation side and putting them into one structure. And with that, we're going to have a, a lot more transparency when it comes to compensation. And that sounds like a little thing, but it's really a big thing when we're really talking to our core leaders and caregivers on how they understand comp, how they'll understand how to work through career ladders. That's really difficult to do today because we do it many, many different ways. So I'm super excited. I know that you know we're still in the process of implementing Genesis, but the reality is when we come out the other side, it'll be a lot easier for us to really manage through that differently than we do today. And then on the, from a benefit side, we're consistently changing what we're doing and mainly through not huge changes. You know, healthcare is a big thing. It's really hard to change and it's really table stakes. Um, so we always want to make sure we have really good benefits. But I think what we try to do is also make sure we can morph into different things. So for instance, a couple of years ago, we added paid parental leave, one of the first companies in healthcare to do so, added backup childcare. And during the pandemic, that was like, it, it was just so amazing to be able to have that availability for our caregivers. And we take out some older things like, you know, extended illness banks, things that were, you know, back in the day in healthcare were really important. And now we take care of people with things like short-term disability. It doesn't sound super exciting, but all of those little things that help our caregivers when they're most at need really are table stakes for how we treat our caregivers going forward. And so we just always want to be able to, to look at it from that competitive standpoint. That said, we are trying to find all the talent that we can get. And we really want people to be able to work at the top of their license uh, when they come to Providence. So a lot of the strategies that all of us are going to be working on really to make sure we're competitive in this really talent space that we have today is to, to make sure that we're thinking about things and really looking at retention. What is it that's keeping our caregivers here? What is it that they need for the future? Again, from a comp or benefits perspective, how can we make sure we understand what other folks we could add to jobs so 
that someone like a nurse can actually work at the top of their license or someone else that has a specialty degree can work to the top of their license to make sure we're not asking them to do, you know, clerical work or some other things that may not be as helpful to them. And then really all of us will need to be focused to make sure we can find additional talent. We're going to be using our analytics team that's led by Mark Smith and really asking people to be creative um, and making, you know, their roles, not just a job, but we can continue to create an organization where we draw people to want to work for us, where we're drawing the best people. And we really do have this strategic imperative to be the best place to work and practice in healthcare. And that's the only way we're going to kind of get to that competitive advantage. That all sounds very compelling, especially when you talk about bringing in 20 legacy programs into one system, to have transparency, to have a way that's relatable to all caregivers to see how they can actually grow their career here within Providence. That is a substantial amount of work. It is. It is a lot of work, and it's fun and creative in and of itself. As I think about the caregivers that we have, that's the work that people love to do in HR, right? I mean, we all love to be here because we get to create programs that will keep caregivers here, we hope, and help them grow in their career. So it's not here and stop and you stop growing, but it's really creating that environment where they can become the best selves and stay with us and do great work. So that leads to the last question, which is what would you like the rest of us in HR to know or to understand about your team's world as you are working towards solving these challenging problems? Oh, that's such a great question and so hard to answer. The first thing that came to mind is that it's complicated. Like sometimes you say, hey, it's just a pay structure. It can't be that complicated. Or, you know, I have all <laughs> I have all these choices for my benefits. That's not that complicated. <laughs> but the behind the scenes work is incredibly complicated. And so that's always the the first thing that I think about. And then when it comes to talent acquisition, just the sheer volume of new caregivers that we bring into the system each year is is truly astounding. You know, we're hiring north of thirty seven hundred people per month into the organization right now. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And you know, if you think about that on a grand scheme, more than thirty seven thousand people a year. It could be up to 40,000 this year. That is a lot of people. And getting it right 40,000 times sometimes is difficult. And so uh, as much as we would love all of these things to be perfect, you know, we're working on perfection, but getting there is going to be pretty hard with that kind of volume. But we have such a dedicated, inspired team. I get inspiration from them every day. I hope that they feel inspired as well. But, you know, our jobs are so fulfilling. Some people every once in a while have said to me, I would poke my eyes out if I had to do comp benefits, put the, put the thing in there. And, and I get a ton of energy from doing this work. And so I think, you know, that's, I guess that's when I read the ERISA laws and decided to become certified that I never looked back. It's pretty exciting work. Well, it is fantastic. We have the right person in the right seat on the bus with you. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and your passion and sharing with us what really gives you joy and passion in the work that you do. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. Thank you, Mary, for your stories, insights, and championing our total rewards at Providence. I always learn something new in our conversations with our leaders. Join us next time for another insightful conversation on the Future Focus Fridays podcast.